Hello, and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. In this episode, Equipment Today editor Becky Schultz talks with Terry Dolan, CEO of Hybrid Lift, about the company's revamp of its product line and the introduction of its new 19-foot scissor lift. Let's dig in with Becky and Terry now. The company's a little more than 30 years old, I think 33 years old this year, 1987 it was formed. 81. I'm oh, sorry, 81. Yeah. 81. So 38. 38 years old. So, um, and it was, you know, formed by Steve, uh, uh, founded by Steve Kissinger, of course, and, you know, it was more of a kind of a welding shop, uh, you know, at that point. And, uh, Steve had, you know, first entry into the lift business was the creation of Scissor list uh, specifically focused around mausoleums and started building mausoleum lifts. And uh, you know, and, and to this day, we still uh, build and we're still the leader of scissor list designed specifically for mausoleums. Um, and it's just uh, it's it's not a part of the, you know the the business that we focus on at all with you know these your types of publications, etc. Uh-huh. But then in 2004, uh, Steve saw the opportunity to take the knowledge that he had created by you know, building scissor lifts and building you know, what at that point were low, um, um, I'll say height units from the platform height because you're placing you know, caskets on them, et cetera. He saw an opportunity to enter into the construction space in, in a little bit of a different manner and really started creating what was referred to as the low level access. And it was creating uh, very lightweight lifts designed for the proper working heights indoor facilities, uh, you know, in, in, inside facilities. So if you think about, you know, if you look around the building that you're in today, if you look up, your, your ceilings might be 8 to 12 feet. If you look beyond the drop ceilings, it might be another 2 to 3 feet there for all the mechanicals. So you're really talking, you know, 15 feet typically in indoor spaces. And a lot of the other lifts were overkill for those um, for those jobs, plus big, bulky, heavyweight units. So Steve also saw an opportunity to go at the market a little bit differently from the standpoint everybody else was developing you know, completely hydraulic uh, lifts. So hydraulic drive, hydraulic steer, hydraulic raise and lower, and how the company's name was, was created is Steve created his first, what he referred to as a hybrid unit, and that was an electric drive, electric steer, and the only hydraulics that we use on board are for the raise and lower of the platform, you know, to drive the cylinder. And that's how the hybrid list name and brand was created. And it's interesting because most people don't understand that that's why it was called hybrid. And we, when I've joked with Steve and said, you know, you think about how the name hybrid has become so synonymous in the marketplace, in the automobile space, construction space, with you know diesel or gasoline-powered units that also operate electrically. Um, you know, and Steve had really kind of coined it earlier to be you know a dual-mode uh, type of operation. That is actually really interesting because you're right. It certainly can be applied beyond where the technology currently is. It's right. And, and, and what it implies today. Yeah. So, so I told Steve, I said, you know, none of us would have had to work if he had just trademarked it back then. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, so for the past 15 years, you know, we've, we've been continuing to develop and, 
you know, I'll say perfect this low-level access space. And, you know, there was, some, there was some competitors in there, and not everybody really understood the value of this. And I think Steve, you know, really did a great job in starting to build, um, I'll say, credibility in the industry, awareness in the industry as to why people could consider lighter lifts uh, for these job sites, and you know, again, you're working indoors. You're working on, uh, you know, multiple floors. Every every building, unless it's a slab on the ground, typically has a maximum floor load pressure it can handle. And they all, right? So they're all going to have maximum floor loads that they can handle, and and that is per square inch, per square foot, you know, for the entire platform. And Steve saw it as an opportunity to say, hey, how can I make the contractors more productive by being able to put more units on a job site? So, you know, as he continued to expand that 10-foot lift into the 14-foot lift, you know, the 14-foot lift weighed traditionally about 50% to 60% of a 19-foot lift. So, in theory, you could get two of those lifts on a job site where you could get one of the traditional 19-foot lifts on a job site. So you started seeing, and you've, if you read some you know, different articles that we've released and different you know, uh, job stories we've done, you start seeing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 units on a job site of these hybrid lifts, and engineers starting to require those types of units on there because they wanted lighter weight lifts. It was getting the contractors more productive because they could put more people working at height safely in that, size, in that environment. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the market continued to expand, so, you know, it expanded into, uh, you know, some small units that were non-self-propelled, you know, that we refer to now as part of our push-around series, which was targeted at replacing ladders on job sites. Uh, and you've seen a, we've seen a, a pretty sharp transition with a lot of contractors, you know, globally uh, focusing on it, but here now um, in the U.S. and Canada, starting to shift from uh, ladders to these push-around lifts that, again, put somebody working at height a lot safer. You know, so if you and I had to go up a 12-foot ladder, a 12-foot ladder, truly you're only supposed to go to 10-foot, you're supposed to go two rungs below, you need to have three points of contact when you're on a ladder, so you're two feet on a step and one hand. So that leaves one hand. You know, and most, I think all humans have been developed with just two arms and two legs, <laughs> right? So, so, you know, people don't have the capacity to bring up more material besides what I could place on the little tray, maybe paint or something like that, maintain a three-point stance and do, do my operation. But when you watch people on ladders, often they're on those two rungs. They might be one of the top rungs, which is really unsafe, nothing holding them in there. And then they've got their hands above their head or they're reaching out. They really put themselves into an unsafe environment. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, you know, we've seen a big, uh, big uptick in the the push rounds, and then in instances you're also seeing it when the job sites are getting closer to the end of the job sites, that the GCs, et cetera, are saying, "Hey, we want self propels off," because sometimes the risk of you know people driving self propels hitting doorways or hitting doors. Now we know with with certainty I can you know maneuver the push rounds in there. Um, so, you know, again, we've been continuing to evolve that space. And then, you know, I think the best form of flattery is what we've seen over the past number of years where 
a number of the larger competitors that have started to enter into this space uh, and develop products uh, and, and, you know, and seeing the value of producing lighter weight, uh, low-level access lifts. Absolutely, yeah. So where does your um, company's products then fit in when you're looking at rental centers? Um, what perspective should they be looking at if they're thinking of carrying your particular types of products? So I think one of the things they have to do is start to look at our list as mainstream and not niche. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and we're, we're really trying to eliminate, you know, people talking about our products being niche products because it's not. It's really mainstream. And often what they need to do is they need to ask that one more question with their customer as to what that project is. So often customers call up and say, hey, I need six 19-foot lifts on the job site. First of all, they, they need 19-foot because the ceilings are 18-foot, and they're thinking, well, I need a 19-foot machine to get in there. Well, at 18-foot, if the ceiling height is 18-foot, I only need really, if I'm a 5-foot person, I can reach my arms a foot over my head, I don't really need a machine that's 13 or 14 feet tall. So they need to really just understand and ask that one more question about application. Uh, the second is, you know, how many people are they trying to get up to be able to work at a time? And again, on a job site, um, there is weight limitations on most of these job sites on what they're trying to do. So we believe that, you know, and again, we're, we'll be talking to you here in a moment about, you know, we're entering into the 19-foot space, but we're entering into a much different approach than all of our, our peers. But uh, my belief is what the rental centers need to start looking at is the job sites that our contractors are working on, take a look at the jobs they're working on today, and understanding do I really have the right piece of equipment for that customer, or am I giving them more than what they really need? And, you know, scissor lifts are optimal when they're working at just about max height. That's when you get the most stability in those products. Right. So if I'm, if I'm working in a 15-foot ceiling and I've got a 19-foot scissor lift, Often it's almost just a ladder because I'm, I'm, I'm already about four and a half feet at the platform height. So add a six foot person on there, you're 10 foot. I'm only going up two or three feet. It's really, it's an overkill. It's a complete overkill for the job. It makes it clumsy, makes it difficult to maneuver. And again, it's not the right product for the, for the customer often. So um, again, I'll just re I'll repeat myself, but it's just, they really need to ask that one more question about what the job site is, what the conditions are, and what they're trying to get accomplished and understand that most of the job sites, can, in, you know, indoors in particular, can be satisfied with something below a 19-foot lift. Often. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's, that is an excellent point, and I'm glad you did bring it up because I do think that there is certainly some education, not only um, on the part of the, the rental centers, but also helping um, the, the contractors understand that maybe this is a better solution for them. Right. So, I think it's kind of a both sides need to have a little bit more knowledge about what the the opportunities are there to have a better solution. Yeah, and often our best our best influencer um, is typically the engineering firm. Oh, who's aware that there's lighter weight units, and often we will see where jobs are specified, and they say must have hybrid lifts. Uh, on the job site, okay. Because of the low, um, because of the light weight, and it's not only the light weight; it's the low wheel load pressure. So, how much you know each of those four points puts on that space? Right. For the past year, it's really been monumental for uh, for hybrid lifts. So, I think 
you know, we, we laid out a strategy uh, for us to, you know, for our growth strategy in 2019 and beyond to, you know, expand our customer base. And, you know, we, we brought on uh, a new sales organization, a number of new folks in our sales organization. Uh, we've we really tuned up <coughs> Justin and, and our marketing group to really be laser focused on the on the expansion of customers. And mm-hmm. so, 2019 has seen a great expansion of our customer base, which has been which has been excellent. We started focusing on the growth, the development for product development, and like I said, we we released uh, in 2019 a significant amount of product upgrades to. Uh, the predecessor products. We started then our journey for 9220. We completed our journey for 9220, and all of our products are now uh, meet the 9220 specification. We introduced the new 16-foot machine, and now we've introduced uh, a 19-foot machine that is going to be, uh, will take the market by storm because we've created something very different in a crowded space. Awesome. Well, speaking of looking at 2020 and perhaps forward beyond that, um, what can we expect from the company? The first thing people will notice when they see our products is we've gone away from our traditional white uh, white units and yellow rails, and now we've gone to a uh, yellow and light gray color scheme. Uh, and we did this for a number of reasons. One, we felt that the brand needed to be dressed up. It needed to give a stronger appearance in the construction equipment space. Uh, but as we were entering into 9220, we had customers asking us how we'll identify which machine meets the new standards versus the old standards. And so what was one of the uh, pathways on our journey to do that? And so people, when they walk up, distinctively will see uh, products that look you know, dramatically different just from a color change. Um, they will also see in the Pro Series a uh, a complete makeover of those products with some really incredible new features on those products that, again, uh, visually looks different, and then the benefits that they'll see. So, um, from the from the from the wheels up, there's been significant changes. So, we traditionally have run these four-inch by 10-inch wheels, so four-inch wide by 10-inch in okay. diameter wheels. They were very thin wheels. Uh, we've now gone to four by 12 wheels that give it a much stronger stature. When you look at it, it looks like it looks a lot more robust now, just the visual appearance, mm-hmm. but the benefit of it is it gave us a lot of other things. It gave us higher ground clearance to maneuver around job site. By having this little bit softer, what they call durometer wheel, the wheel, when it's pushing down, gives you a little bit more spread, which lowers our wheel load pressure even below where we were already the lowest in the industry. Right. Now, it, you know, so it, it does a lot of that for us. Um, we we, uh, we ch- made some modifications to our base, and we now on our Pro Series, all of our Pro Series come with what we refer to as leak guard ready. So the elimination of diapers on the job sites. So now we have an integrated system that is a really simple system that uh, we have a, uh, when you open up our side door where our hydraulic pump and uh, uh, reservoir is, again, we only use hydraulics to raise and lower the machine. So it's a very uh, uh, low amount of fluid that's on board at any time. This tray sits underneath there. And if there was any sort of leak or catastrophic leak from there, it would um, hold up to 110% of all the fluid that's on board. And so it enables it to, you know, diapers are really cumbersome. 
got it. Diapers, you know, the, the clean units with diapers on it, they don't really capture 100% of the fluid. They often rip when they're moving from job site to job site. This is integrated into the system, and it's really an inexpensive um, uh, pan and pads that they buy that slide into all of these units. So uh, the customers that are ordering now, all of them are going, I want to order it with Leak Guard. I want to order it with Leak Guard. I want Leak Guard because they want to eliminate diapers and be able to offer a better solution to their customers. Um, you'll see from there, you'll see uh, some other changes. You know, visually, we've made some changes to our scissors to continue to maintain our light weight um, and reduce the deflection for people. So when their units go up, you know, they all kind of move side to side a little bit. The way we've uh, redesigned our scissors, we've significantly reduced the deflection that people would get. But then I think the biggest thing that people are going to see is this now, um, this upgraded and now introduced of this 19-foot machine. So again, here we are as a company, you know, we've defined it and, and you know, we, we were the ones who really defined the low-level access space. Right. Now, and now what we're doing is we're coming in and redefining it with more maneuverability, easier serviceability, you know, and more productive machines. And now we're bringing and entering into the 19-foot, again, which is a very crowded space. But we went at it a much different way. We First of all, we believe the 19-foot category truly kind of falls into the low-level access space. So we're, we're, we believe it should be redefined to include that into it. But um, as ANSI 9220 came out, one of the significant changes that happened in 9220 is everybody's rails had to be raised to be 43.3 inches. Mm -hmm. so, so a lot of competitors, that could be four to six inches of additional height that they had to have for their... Uh, for the rails. In addition, in order to pass the new standards tests, often most of the most of our competitors already had very heavy machines, 29 to 3,200 pounds. They chose to go in a direction of making them either wider to go to 32 inches wide, or add significant weight in order to be able to pass the new uh, standard testing. Uh, we took a different approach to it, and we created uh, the lightest weight 19-foot scissor lift in the marketplace that, oh, I'm sorry, everybody else with their new rail height on their 19-foot machines also had to create fold-down rails, so something you see in all the larger machines. So now imagine you're on a job site, and you've got, you know, your number of rooms or areas that you got to go into, and you got to go through doorways mm -hmm. that are 78 to 80 inches tall. Everybody else's 19-foot machine, the majority of the other competitors in the, in the space, you will have to, you know, first of all, you have to get off the machine, but you'll have to fold down the rails to maneuver the machine through the doorway, get back up, and reset the rails. Mm -hmm. Our unit, since we designed everything with a base that the, the scissors sink into, our unit in its stowed position for a 19-foot is only 75 inches tall. So that was huge. In our units, you do not need to have fold-down rails. And everybody who's seen it said, I can't believe everybody else didn't do something like this because it's going to be the most inconvenient thing for contractors having to fold-down rails going from room to room on these job sites. Absolutely, so that, yeah. So, that, so it's a huge thing that we did. The next thing we did is we, we said we want to be focused on being really lightweight. And we don't want to be, again, we don't want to enter the crowded space where everybody's products are very much kind of a me-too product. We wanted to take a different approach. So we 
um, strategically, we, when we gave Ben, our, uh, ben Froland, our VP of Engineering, the, the task, one of the attributes he had to do was he had to be sub 2,000 pounds. So we created a 19-foot scissor lift that weighs 1,950 pounds, stowed height of uh, 75 inches tall, has a lift capacity of 650 pounds. Right. And is rated, but it's only rated for a single person. And that is a differentiator. A lot of these lifts will be rated for two people. We went one because in our research that we did throughout 2019, it, we determined that about 80% of the time in 19-foot social lifts, it's only a single person in the platform. Okay. So with that, we said, all right, let's design a unit that's only designed for one person that then, based upon the new ANSI standards, which we said, hey, can work to our advantage, we can now create an extremely lightweight unit that everybody else would have to redesign their units completely instead of just designing pull-down rails. Okay. So and and awesome. so this new model, um, what is the model number? It's a PS, so Paul Sam, so for Pro Series, right. hyphen, hyphen 1930, so 19-foot, okay. 30-inch wide. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Terry Dolan of Hybrid Lift for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Make sure to subscribe and share. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.